0: Welcome to Stock Odds Odds and End podcast for the week starting November 13th. Good evening, Rob. How's everything?
1: Too bad. So we uh, missed our uh, Saturday. Sorry, uh, too many uh, other obligations. But here we are on a Sunday. Hopefully we can get this out to everybody uh, soon enough. Um, You doing good and I hope you're doing good. Preparing for a family feast, are you? Totally. This is our last full
0: trading week before Thanksgiving, so... People, people get less serious come the end of this friday so
1: well it it is a different week um the week of thanksgiving um yeah it uh, it gets kind of mixed because of travel and, and lower volumes and then you have your half day on friday and you know mm-hmm. so it's it's definitely a different uh, different kettle of fish um okay so uh, let's move on through this here i just wanted to review a uh, friday's action because didn't you find friday a strange day? It's like the market got amnesia from the day before <laughs> i don't know, know something something funny went on like whether they were anticipating the upcoming week which is kind of been historically a very bullish week we'll get into that in a minute but it was almost like thursday never happened i just wanted to review here we did oddly it gone <laughs> yeah, we we did start uh we did start the day a little bit elevated here. It tried to dip to test the previous close, and and that's always a sign I want people to watch for, is um, is it able to fill the gap? And if it's not able to fill the gap, and that should really happen in that first half hour, if not the first full hour, we should see a gap fill. That's that's what happens historically most often. If it's going to fill the gap it's going to do it very quickly and if you don't see that then uh you n- need to get ready for the next phase of indication which is is it able to take out the opening uh range like s- so sort of go back through the open price and build on that first sort of 15 minute of range is it able to get through that and if it is then you're probably moving in that direction and so that's what we see here We see some high signal and then uh, levels off a little bit. We see it again. It keeps staging like that. And literally, just like Thursday, how we closed almost precisely on the low of the day, we almost closed precisely on the high of the day here, right? So, um, complete complete reversal. So, let's uh, look at where the daily is here now. Um, So, the last time we talked was, was after this big move up the week before which uh, historically is a, has been a very bullish week and um you know this whole month it, you know it's just one where you 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 look at the total breadth of the market historically it's been more robust um it's definitely not a month to get uh you know uh, trying to f- Trying to find things that are going to go down on you it's better it's better of of a month to sort of work with the relative strength and to try to find things that are actually stronger than the market and buy them on pullbacks that's what november has been historically um and there's been a few upsets historically to that you know usually some macro uh, thing but you got to remember we already pulled back here because of concerns on a lot of different things and we discussed that last broadcast. Uh, But we were able to rally out of that. And then um, we finished we finished the week right here. And we could have pulled back. We were sitting right on top of the 50-day moving average. And we could have easily pulled back and filled the gap. But the market had an an inside day to follow and it just wouldn't trade into that uh, air pocket. And then it built on that, and then we had the Fed, you know, and we had we had a, a bunch of Fed speak all week here too, like we we're going to get for next week. So we had a lot of Fed speak, um, and uh, we just didn't have anything that was significant enough to really drop it, other than Thursday, um, and the market got a little bit, little bit spooked, but uh, was able to recover from that, and. Built, took out the pivot, took out R1, took out R2, took out the high of the day, and continue to build. And so we really have to acknowledge that it's it's broken, you know, 10-day, 20-day, you know, monthly. I mean, it's 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 breaking. So we have to allow for more upside here on the market. And what's interesting is we're coming into no the middle of November which is historically a good performing uh, week so that's where we sit just wanted to review again here Thursday how uh you know we had cyclical and real estate and everything down in the bottom here everything almost except for energy red for Thursday and then we flip here to Friday <laughs> and look at the reversal everything green technology on top um and even energy uh, fell in the middle there but for the week um energy at the bottom still minus 3.32 utilities minus 2.76 real estate so why you're seeing uh utilities and real estate here is still this elevated interest rates like we're not in a cycle yet even if the fed signaled tiny bit more dovish we're not in a interest rate cutting cycle we're still elevated and interest rates are a real concern to both of these uh, sectors if if you see uh you know bonds rallying and yields selling off again you'll probably see real estate springboard from that so it's very sensitive to it um and utilities might be okay I, i mean they might be in the middle of the pack or something probably not right at the bottom but um anytime you know that the bonds go the wrong way, these guys uh, you know, really end up moving. So keep that in mind. Te- technology and communication services. So what's in communication? You've got the Meta, Google technology. You've got Apple, Microsoft, semiconductors, all that kind of stuff playing into it. Consumer cyclical. You've got uh, Amazon and Tesla dominate that. So let's take a look here at the sectors. Diamonds. 0.70 for the week iwm having a really bad week the week before iwm was one of the highest right because it uh you come into november it often favors small caps and that was just a quick little shot that we got for the russell 2000 and uh that's all she wrote <laughs> i guess it it outdid itself it ran it ran too much uh you know that first week and um and so we see it pulling back a little bit and really uh small caps have been you know lagging all year they're actually down for the year right so look at look at this performance right through here year to date down 3% for iwm whereas look at the q's up 42% year to date so this this uh, trade continues of, you know, large market cap, you know, the most sought after companies in the NASDAQ 100, most sought after companies in the S&P 500, and um, communications obviously making up a big part of that with Google and Meta. Meta's had a, an incredible year. Um, so XLK, Um, you know, has Apple as one of the largest in XLK, and um, the other technology stocks as well in there, Microsoft and so on, all having a good year. So really, this whole landscape has favoured sort of the favourites, the best in breed, the most widely traded. I mean, you can go to every uh, broker-dealer globally, and you can see that uh, the same names are the most widely traded. Um, And there may be good reason for that. There might be you know misplaced uh, uh sentiment we don't know but that's what's that's what's been happening and it's not advised to you know bet against uh, you know the best in breed and the the stuff that's uh, that's on fire you know just leave it alone until it stops uh, is what we recommend or you know pair it off if you can and but some things are just not that parable like dave what 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 would you pair with meta if you wanted to hedge it i mean it's it's pretty tough like any of the magnificent seven or or the uh, fangs we call them too is is like what are you what are you going to hedge them with i mean they're in a class of their own Um, their own special story yeah they have their own special story their own special following widely traded liquid and you know even when we've seen the market fall and have concerns we've still seen the mega caps um you know lead the comeback tour or prop it up or are green for the day when everything else is red so mm-hmm. i don't know uh, it's not smart to uh to try to be a hero and fade these things just just let it play out naturally and you know and wait until then so uh down in the bottom here for the week uh you know XLRE XL, real estate utilities healthcare um xly uh was kind of benign it didn't do that well, just because of the mixture between Amazon and Tesla. We'll look at that in a minute. Technology again doing fine. So there's your story. Here's Friday's map of the market, uh, where all the sectors were green. I mean, you still see a little splattering of of red. Um, some some stocks like Disney and Corteva and and things like that. anet they they had a bad day, but Pretty much everything else was firing well semiconductors really had the leadership uh, overall of anything and here's for the week and again semiconductors you know broadcom up 8.48% nvidia up 7.4 for the week amd up 5.65 microsoft look at microsoft and apple to see weeks like that that's pretty good adobe and then here's your Amazon Tesla story uh, that kind of made the XLY n- not have amazing performance, kind of held it back a little bit. But uh, completely red there in energy and even in healthcare. See, Pfizer slipping, Gilead slipping. So we get into November's mid month seasonality for ETFs so looking at this dave now we we right away see smh and and socks well both of those are semiconductor etfs we see them at the top of the performance potential for this week which is full week of it but they've already run too so is, isn't there's a tension there between you know it's not like not, not like shopping for a discount and then seeing this and go, wow, you know, this is an incredible opportunity. I mean, maybe on Friday, this they were running ahead of this because this information is actually known. This isn't something that, you know, we just come up with. Like we do our 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 research and we compile this, but we're not the only <laughs> players that understand this stuff. So maybe Friday was running ahead of this and it, maybe it won't run so hot next week. What's your thoughts? No, it's like potential energy, right? It's like the rubber band thing. So this is
0: already stretched out in 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 the position of where it's supposed to go. So, I mean, probability-wise, it's more likely to stay at its level or even retreat a little bit.
1: Yeah. So looking at probabilities, it's it's likely that the momentum, you know, that strength, you know, begets strength, kind of thing, as they say. Um, It's it's likely that it continues or holds its own. probably some of the energy potential in that trade is reduced just by the fact that it did run so much the week before. Uh, but I still, I still wouldn't be bet- betting against eight seasonality. Um, we find this, that over the long sample of looking at all of our seasonality data, that it is highly trustworthy. And the only thing that that generally interferes with it is some macro type catalyst that comes along and you know and it's stronger in 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 people's you know minds and they have to adjust institutions and everything have to adjust to that new macro. If if there isn't one, if it's just sort of like the same old or business as usual, then my money's on seasonality uh, working out for the most part, you know, 80% of the time, that kind of thing. Um, so what look at the etfs that we have in here uh basically signaling risk on iwm down at the bottom so it's not super super strong for small caps still Uh, but we've got real estate in here interestingly enough and tlt so if tlt does rally up that can cause rates to go down which can contribute to this xlre and the thing is, with XLRE, it did have a down week last week. So that that gives me, you know, an opportunity to go. If TLT is behaving itself and interest rates are subsiding a little bit because the bonds are rallying, then uh, I, I I could see going long, you know, XLRE and their components. Um, semiconductor's would have to be really strict if then their performance could be amazing, but they've already had a big run. So uh, it'd be more like tread cautiously and make sure that there is follow through there. Uh, We see uh, some petroleum like XLE, the energy ETF very low odds of that performance. And there is like a little bit here from EW Zebra, which is Petrobras, you know, it's a Brazilian ETF you know there there could be something here to uh to oil bouncing back but i would I would definitely play with uh, some of the more obvious and outstanding things so so check each one of these in terms of where they are after last last week's move and then uh, you know choose choose wisely on the um short side we have silver gold um interesting enough arc, but I mean, again, very low odds, so I wouldn't put much weight on that. Diamonds, which is just basically saying that the market is more risk on and the defensive stuff is going to lag. Uh, Communications didn't, well, had a good week, so it could pull back a little bit. So that's a little bit of a mixture there of some technology pulling back, whereas mostly risk on. And so 85% of the 102 ETFs in the list, um, positive by percent change, only 15% negative by percent change. So let's dig into the stocks themselves. So like the semiconductors we're telegraphing, AMD, AMAT, showing you positive uh, expectation. I mean, that's staggering, 7.38% for AMD. So what is it about this time of year? So if we see a pattern, let's ask what's the fundamental reason why AMD would be so strong historically at this time of year. Let's just say we didn't know about last week's run uh, on AMD at all, okay? And we're just looking at this coming week. What would you say, Dave? That's tricky. I mean, what's going to spike a a chip
0: demand? This, I mean, this.
1: Well. I mean, I would I would say, you know, gaming, you know, going into the winter season, you know, go, coming into, you know, Christmas season, things like that, where there there could be a lot of purchases that that are related to AMD chips. Um, there could be a real um, demand historically this time of year, um, more so than, let's say, going into the month of June or something, you know. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I can understand, like, whenever I see that, I, I always just think, like, what would be the fundamental reason why this would come about historically? And I I, I can can't think of anything else except the relationship to gaming, the relationship mm-hmm. to Christmas, you know, holidays, you know, just consumer purchases in general. You know and look at look at the kind of sales that you get black friday and things like that in the tech space so a lot of you know amd products um, probably have been sold too so there's just probably more demand but i guess nobody listens to uh streaming music with spotify (laughs) this next week no no christmas (laughs) or or we we don't let's see what else um We've got uh, uh, th- this is interesting uh, charter communications. So we saw XLC might pull back. So charters in XLC. So that could be something. Uh, booking.com maybe uh, maybe it, it runs. You know maybe the bigger seasonality for it is uh, you know September, October, and and by November you know people have already booked their vacations or something. So we, we do see Nvidia here, uh, but it has a very low probability of going down. But if it was to go down, it uh, it could it could move. Um, so it's it's playing a little bit different than some of these other chip makers. Not sure why. Maybe some arbitrage there, or maybe AMD just uh, you know dominates this seasonality so much. So you could keep your eye on that. Let's move to the next screen here. This is now coming to the third Friday. So we have expiration on this uh, this week as well. So are there any opposing themes or is it in keeping? So a little less bullish, but still risk on. There's EW Zebra showing up again, IYR showing up again, um, IWM showing up again, TLT showing up again. ARC swapped, but it's still only 50% chance there. On the other side, GDX relates to the GLD that we saw and the SLV that we saw previously. Um, Now, looks like a little bit of a pullback on, uh, potentially on SMH, but again, the odds of going down are only 37.5. So what you want to see over here is, you want to see 62.5 or 75 or 80, that you want to see higher numbers for the probability of going down. Um, so it's still skewed to a uh, risk on Friday. Let's go to the symbols here. You know that I was going to mention something about that trade desk. Um, so the trade desk showed up here, it's showing up again for Friday. But look at what it look what it has here, <laughs> 100% odds. When I see 100%, I go, well, first <coughs> of all, check how many samples so you can mouse over. We, we can't on the PowerPoint here, but you can mouse over and see how many actual samples let me just go to that real quick here and see if i can it was it down like 16 percent on friday i know i was going to bring up the chart so there's seven events on the friday for the friday one um for the mid-month seasonality on trade desk there is seven events so so it said every one every one of those seasons um here trade desk has uh, has moved up and its average performance is 7.25. So it's actually actually incredible. So let's bring the chart up here and and look at Trade Desk. So it had that big sell-off, like you said, on Friday. And now, interestingly enough, it did recover off the lows. So huge volume on a reversal. So we have a massive gap here. So what the seasonality is saying is that next week, it's actually very bullish for trade desks historically so if you see this starting to trade into this gap get above this this low and above this high here uh, firmly there there could be some some meat on the bone right i'm not recommending it i'm, I'm not an a advisor i don't recommend i'm just saying that you got to qualify it make sure there's meat on the bone and that uh I mean, its ATR is 4, 418 on a $64 stock. That volatility is still there. So, uh, percentage-wise, you know, this is a this is a mover and a shaker, no matter which way you you take it. So, if it gets legs, if people want to buy this thing, um, there could be a lot of meat on the bone there. Okay. So that's how we look at things. is is from perspective of how discounted or how much of a premium as you go into that next window of opportunity and we do look for gap fills on the daily but they don't always happen right away sometimes they take time so um, the third friday of the month for stocks so for etfs we looked at that and for stocks you see some stores in here because we are in retail season so um, there's some stores in there, Crocs, Nike, you got some, you know, EV stuff, Ulta. you got, yeah. And then on this side, now this is the third, this is expiration. So, so for some reason, NVIDIA, um, doesn't like expiration that much. So that would be interesting because it's had a pretty big run, uh, work day, X. so this is a lot more mixed now for the individual stocks because you're seeing some oils come in here you're seeing some basic materials so it's a lot more mixed but it's still skewed to the risk on side okay still slightly skewed that way so that rounds out your week okay now let's look at uh, where crude oil is here um, we had a, a, a move all the way down to the 75 number we broke down below the 200day MA and it's sitting underneath there so um, it's you know it's likely that it could continue to be weaker and go test this consolidation area down into the 70 would be the, the more realistic mean reversion so there still could be weakness on crude at the same time if it was to get back over the 200 it might you know it might rebuild but we're we're probably seeing I don't I don't see it on the streets. I don't see it in the parking lots, right? I see everybody consuming oil all around me. but but globally, it could be signaling you know more commercial uh, cutback. It could be signaling some demand destruction. It could be signaling a uh, recession on the horizon. What's your thoughts, Dave? This is really weak, especially we have a Middle East crisis going on, and it
0: still can't rally. so, so I think this is not even showing the whole picture.
1: But it's, it's right. even weaker than it appears. Well, when we look at the seasonality, too, it's not saying anything bullish about that, really, right? We saw a couple, maybe for Friday, you know, a couple little indications of some, some oil stocks that might might rise, and that could be there. But I think this this gives us this 200-day MA to really lean on. And as long as it stays below that, you probably can work this – this and the group from the short side, you can go into stock odds and look at which symbols are expected to perform better than others, and that's one way to de-risk. Is to not like if we're in a if we're in a chop fest, like these some these uh, kind of consolidation areas can be some of the best for trading. You know, one day up, one day down. Look at this: one day up, one day down, one day up, one day down. Like those can be some of the best. And stock odds does a pretty good job of that i I think where it can struggle sometimes is when we have a long extended move in the same direction and uh you're not getting any any mean reversion you're not getting anything you're just sort of completely directional it can be tougher to pick your symbols especially if it's an upward rally it's hard to find shorts um but if this gets back into this 70 to 77 chop fest zone this could be good trading and uh, especially if you pick your good and bad out of the group okay so that's uh west texas crude now on the 10-year note the reason that we got that nice rally in real estate um going back uh, a week or and a half or so was uh was from this and then we still had a reasonable couple days while it was elevated and then uh, real estate pulled back when the 10 year note dropped. Cause if this is dropping and yields are rising and it doesn't like that. So um, it's it's hard to say where we go from here. I think it could be just continued volatility back and forth or it could even slip a little bit further because we've got a lot of fed speak this week and uh, I don't know that they're gonna be signaling dovishness we also have inflation data this week dave will talk about that in a minute but um all in all it's we know one thing is that rates are still expected to stay elevated for longer than the market had originally wanted right more than consumers have wanted (laughs) and they're going to eventually feel the impact of higher rates on their you know spending their credit cards and everything else they're going to feel that right So maybe they haven't yet, I don't know, but at some point they will. Um, This is the VIX here, and we saw a massive decline after, you know, we first had the Middle East crisis rifted up. And and last week we talked about that decline as well. And uh, we did expect it to continue to slide um, as things were in more of a bullish month. Uh, this seasonality supports a lower VIX, and we've often seen it drop in November down e- even into below 15. So um, uh, we we're, we we're still have that expectation that it doesn't necessarily need to rally, uh, because unless there's again a new catalyst, uh, it should just stay where it is or slip a little bit further towards the 14. And it was interesting that, like, you see the pop up on the Thursday, make everything was down, and then Friday, VIX the sold off again because we had a really bullish one day wonder there. Okay, take it away here with uh, yeah economic reports for Monday and Tuesday. Yeah, in general, there's three themes this week. Again, a weird amount
0: of uh, Fed speak throughout the week, and then we have some inflation data and some housing data. So monday not much there's a monthly u.s federal budget report and some Fed speak but tuesday is our main report uh core cpi so that's going to give us uh, some more insight into inflation um again some fed speaks mattered in there on wednesday we have the core ppi so tuesday gives us more of a sense of consumer prices and and then wednesday core ppi kind of what's happening on the wholesale level there's also the theme of um retail so there's u.s retail sales on on wednesday as well um and then thursday we have import prices fed speak and a home builder confidence so that's when we get, start getting into some housing data and then on friday housing starts building permits and again five it's just very odd how much fed speak
1: there is this week as there was last week
0: so those are the themes uh, housing.
1: it's incredible <laughs> no i mean look, i'm okay. going to scroll back here okay so so monday we got fed governor lisa cook and then tuesday we've got john williams and philip jefferson and um fed vice chair for supervision michael barr testifies the senate panel uh, chicago fed president austin Gooseberg. so moving to the next uh, day here uh we've got uh again more testimony from John Williams, Michael Barr, and Tom Barkin. And Thursday, again, adding Loretta Mester, John Williams again, Christopher Waller, Lisa Cook, Michael Barr again. <laughs> what are they all? Are, are they all going to say the same thing? Are they all going to have different conflicting <laughs> testimonies and and uh, comments? I don't know. Susan Collins, Michael. I mean, it's crazy. So, yeah, it's it's a big fed speak week and i i haven't i haven't seen it to that degree before it just it just pops right out you like what Mm -hmm. so we had a lot last week but even more next week so what do we have in the earnings area
0: yeah so next tuesday this tuesday we have home depot again that shows us how the consumer is doing and what they might be doing in terms of housing are they improving their old houses are they more likely to buy new houses and then on Wednesday we have Cisco systems and Thursday Walmart again retail sales and how the consumer health is so those are the three major ones for the week and a couple others that are out there so check your symbols
1: just wanted to point out um SMH the semiconductor we talked about and you can see you can see on the daily here the breakout now we are we are penetrating the upper bollinger band so there could be you know from a standard deviation perspective we could be um, you know overbought but you also have to acknowledge that breakout let's just take a look at the socks and that is bang on here to october's high so it hasn't it hasn't busted yet Um, Let's go to see what the futures are doing since they've been open for an hour and 20 minutes here. Let's take a look at uh, how things are going in that space there. So Dow Jones at the moment, not up, it's down slightly. Same with the S&P down a quarter point. NASDAQ down a quarter point, roughly. Russell down a bit more, 0.36. VIX is... uh, up 2.69 percent so i mean we had a big range day on the downside on friday so it's just sitting kind of in the middle of that up slightly let's look at our energy here um down slightly let's look at our bonds well, let's go to the 10-year here 10-year down slightly looks like it could looks like it could fall a little bit think it could fall a bit okay metals looking at uh gold i mean pulled back quite a bit but i mean it's still in a pretty stable shelf overall this whole area from 1850 all the way up to 2050 i mean that's that's i just consider that pretty stable related to the 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 lack of purchasing power on the on the u.s dollar wouldn't you agree (laughs) yeah you know the decline of purchase, this is pretty stable, right? Copper, you always want to look at that because it can signal a recession and it's it's down off its highs, but it's it's currently stable. It's not in a free fall or anything. And then, of course, the US dollar is really important to always monitor. And it's um, it's just stable here. Not much movement either way. Um, these days, these trading days, like when it's in this kind of chop zone and consolidation is quite different than when, when you have... It's seriously on the move and breaking out to higher highs and higher lows, or vice versa, dropping like this. These, these are much more significant on basic materials uh, and, and US um, you know, domesticated stocks versus international stocks. When you see moves in the dollar like that, it's really impactful. But when it's just chopping in very small movement, it's 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 pretty benign, its influence. So hopefully that helps you guys Uh, have a good trading week and fasten your seatbelts. There'll be lots of activity and um, we'll see if uh, if the seasonality goes as suggested, especially after last week's uh, bullish week, too. So we'll uh, see how it plays out. But uh, all the best in trading. Okay. good luck.